Or do they have a hobby that you can contribute? Ooh, do they have a hobby you can contribute? <laughs> contribute. I want to say contribute. <laughs> ah, cut that out. Who can contribute? Do they have I'm a sorry. hobby you can contribute to? Oh my gosh, I cannot She's say like, that. Do they have a habit they can contribute to? A participant Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the pending podcast, which we're probably going to call the Pineapple Cactus Podcast. Hello. Um, Hope you are all having a great day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this on your morning commute to school, work, whatever. Um, My name is Anna. I'm one of your co-hosts this evening. My name is Jasmine. I'm your other co-host. And welcome to our (laughs) show. (laughs) <laughs> squeaky brakes <laughs> well hello everyone anyway um, we just so uh thank you guys again for tuning in um we're gonna be talking about love this episode but before we get into Ooh. that we're just gonna do a little check-in with each other just to see what we're up to so so uh, from your stories i've seen that you've been watching this like very particular documentary yeah, so um, today I was supposed to be, it's Sunday for us right now, Sunday evening, and I was supposed to be productive, but I was very lazy today, just felt like I needed to take some time for myself to <laughs> to do a little bit of self-care, just not, just take a day not to do anything, and basically I kind of stumbled into, I was watching TikToks, and I stumbled across this video talking about the, I just looked at it, I can't remember <laughs> the name. <laughs> McKay Mansion. McCammy. Oh. (laughs) I knew I was going to mess this up. I told you I have really bad memory. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) McCammy. McCammy Mansion. Um, If y'all don't know what that is, it is actually... It's called a haunted house, but really uh, it's a torture chamber of sorts. So uh, it was created by... Oh my god, Arrest McGamey. Um, he first established this, um, what would you say, torture chamber. I'm just going to call it torture chamber because that's really what it is. Right. Uh, but I'll just say haunted house just to not to confuse everybody. But he established this in San Diego and um, it was really controversial because it plays a lot with your physical and mental health. So it really tries to break you down to the brim with a bunch of psychological factors and just... Um, physical as well so it really just need to really just like beat you down to the core and it's about an eight hour um event that takes place you have there's like very strict rules you have to have a psychological evaluation you have to get a background check um you have to get a physical check as well you have to be approved by your doctors and you have to have a doctor's letter by them stating that you're oh damn you're well enough to partake in that certain um haunted house and then you also don't have to make any payments like there's no you don't have to make a payment or buy tickets or anything all that he asked you to do um what is his name mccain mccammy mccammy why am i forgetting this name (laughs) yeah Uh, all he asked you in exchange for that experience is to bring a bag of dog food because he actually has a greyhound rescue establishment as well so and from what i understand like no one ever no one's ever made it through the entire eight hour thing. Is that right? Yeah, nobody's nobody's ever made it through the entire eight hour thing. And uh to this day he has several other exhibitions through it. So uh the original one is the eight hour one. I'm not too sure if that's going on, especially in COVID right now. But oh, I just got done right. watching I just got done watching another document. It's like it's not a document well, it is a documentary. It's on their YouTube channel if you want to watch it. Um, but it's called that exhi- exhibition that I saw was called Extinction, I believe, and that one is a it can go up to thirty six uh, hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and like it's I don't know I just see when I was first watching it I was like oh this is fascinating because I love thriller stuff like that I'm like a horror fanatic and everything, and when I was first watching 
you know, just like short little clips and blippets here and there. I was like, I understood where people uh, draw the line between haunted houses and um, torture chambers. But I was kind of making the argument that, you know, those. Oh, so like before they go into, they have to sign a 40 page, very detailed um, contract. And what is it called? Like a... um. I can't think of the word right now, but they have to sign this entire thing and they have to read everything word for word. And that can take that process can take up to six hours because he's sitting there right there with you and he's watching you read the entire thing because like you ha- it tells you obviously like you can't sue us. If the- and then like there's also specific details that say like you will get cuts, you will get bruises, mm-hmm. you possibly will get broken bones and, you know, even death could happen. So, but you can't we're not liable for any of the stuff that happens to you, basically. So like why do people do this did, did like anyone like give an explanation on why they like put themselves um, there's several explanations but from what i'm from what i've read and from what i've seen it's a lot of it's just like adrenaline junkie type of stuff so like you have to be obviously very crazy <laughs> crazy well crazy and like just like balanced in all areas because like you're supposed to do all these different tests before you actually get approved because there's actually a wait list for almost i think twenty six thousand people oh my gosh to get like yeah. beat up and tortured basically but i mean like these people are all genuine junkies they're all risk takers and they all just want to get the experience because it's so controversial you know they want to they think that they can get through it but you know you can go in with a group i think you can go in with a group of four people but the thing is you don't stay together the entire time as soon as you get in there they break you apart and then they challenge you in that way all by yourself and then they play with your mind and you know they abuse you basically right (laughs) but um I, you know, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I mean, I probably would never do this, but like, um, I don't know. Anything happened, right? But then when I started to get into more of the documentaries, you could definitely see where it got really creepy because um, I was only watching like little clips here and there. But like when you actually watch like the two hour stuff, people are making accusations of, you know, sexual assault happening, um, sexual harassment. And oh then like God. the actors, the actors were getting off on, you know, the torture basically because um, most of the contestants are female and they go in there and then they get uh, physically abused, emotionally abused and everything. And they do, they used to not offer safe word. That's the thing. And from my knowledge, uh, most of the haunted houses that are somewhat on the torture side like where they really play with your um, psychological factors they do actually have safe words and they respect that if you do use your safe word then they'll stop everything then they'll have you leave the um the house basically but uh mckay Mc- <laughs> i'm gonna have a hard time with this mckamey mckamey or mckamey oh yeah mckamey i'm so sorry guys i'm just gonna say mm okay uh mckamey <laughs> mansion uh, they used to not have safe words. They didn't have it for the longest time because they thought it messed with the fun. That was like in his words. Wow. The owner of the establishment. He said it ruins the fun. And um, he does video the entire process. And even the stuff that's online, the two-hour documentary movies, that's not all that happens. So, like, there's a lot of specu- speculation that, you know, we don't see everything that happens. So, all the accusations that are made against McKay me and <laughs> his actors McKay me and his actors you know that could be possible like we don't know because we don't get to see what really happens beyond the scenes because he doesn't release that information but right funny enough he actually does sell the full length versions of the documentaries like the whole entire process of each contestant on his personal website but you have to pay for it so definitely like very like creepy and just like the vibes from just how he speaks to them and I don't know like a lot of people again they're saying like it's very sexualized and it's very like demeaning to the women that do partake in there and it's just like a lot of um, BDSM uh, speculations and stuff but yeah I see you guys are interested in that but like trigger warning content warning again it's very graphic and gory and again there's a lot of torture that happens so just be wary of that your discretion is strongly advised but if you're as curious as I am about different stuff like this, I definitely recommend that you watch it. Just try to be careful again. That's just so crazy. I know. Like, I just got down this whole YouTube hole of it, and it's just completely blowing my mind. Because, like, of course, like, when I first started watching it, I didn't really know about it. But as I started as I started to, like, go deeper and deeper into the hole, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, there's, like, something weird about this. It's so creepy. 
Ooh, well, spoopy season's coming up, so maybe we can talk, like, do, like, a full length of, like, this and maybe other stuff that's, like, similar that we can find. Yeah, we were actually um, brainstorming ideas, because, like, obviously October's coming up, and we love spooky season, and we just want to do, like, like, talk about just different things. So, like, our favorite thriller slash horror movies, um, favorite Halloween candies. Right, like, murder documentaries. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, stuff around... Like, yeah, I guess the idea of Halloween. So even, like, nightmares, biggest fears. Um, ooh, ooh, some <laughs> trivia. Yeah. Oh, and another thing, like, um, the M.M. McCammy Mark... Uh, McCammy Mansions. Uh, when you're <laughs> when you're applying, um, you have to send him, like, a list of your top five phobias. And then they, obviously, they use that in their scare tactics when you actually do go through the experience so wow yeah very mind-bending it's all psychological and everybody comes out of there mostly everybody comes out of there with ptsd or some sort of emotional trauma that happens so it's very crazy stuff yeah so i recently probably within like the past week uh saw this new film on netflix that just came out called the devil of all time or the (laughs) devil all the time Mm-hmm. I always get it wrong. I like put love <laughs> the in there. Devil of all time. The devil of all time. <laughs> the devil all the time. Um, with Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland, and like yeah. a few other actors too. That like Sebastian stands in it also. Um, and again, <gasps> really? I didn't know that Bucky. Oh my god! Right, it's the whole uh, well, whole cast. It's like, <laughs> just, just <laughs> Spider Man and Bucky, <laughs> and then um, Edward Cullen, but. <laughs> very good it's based off on a book um i don't remember the author's name but i did read his other novel which i thought was like pretty good mm-hmm. i have a thing for westerns for some reason group that's like... why she's so obsessed with me i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you know the cowboys love john steinbeck but very good movie also made me realize that i haven't really seen robert pattison in any other movie recently i know twilight's coming back like Hulu posted, I think the entire series, and so did Amazon Prime mm-hmm. because of the whole release of Midnight Sun, which is the novel that's basically Twilight but told in the perspective of Edward Cullen. Yeah. So uh, if you couldn't tell, Jasmine's more of the movie person, <laughs> and I'm on the other side uh, is more of a music enthusiast. So exactly, <laughs> she's always constantly um, referring me to watch these different movies and series, and like I have them on my list, but I just don't really have time to watch them and right now i'm kind of not in the space to start something new especially you know most of the time i just like to have things on that i've already seen as background noise to help me just like just to have on while i'm doing like (laughs) stuff so but definitely like when i get more time i will start watching everything on my Spotify or my spotify list on my netflix and hulu list i think so the reason why i brought up the lighthouse is because i think that's the last thing i remember robert pattison being in i didn't watch Mm -hmm. the movie yet Although I, I yeah. did watch some summaries, um, but it looks like he played like a really good role in that. And I'm excited to see him in the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And just a little controversial topic or unpopular opinion. Me and Jasmine both decided, well, yeah, like we don't really see the hype behind Robert Pattinson. I mean, like, yes, he's yeah, he's nice. I mean, like he's talented and everything, <laughs> he's but <nice>. like, he's, <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> He's a, he'd be like a cool friend but like, <laughs> I just don't see the hype behind I mean I don't see like the look like I don't see how everybody was just in love with him like I don't I, I'm not attracted to him that's what I'm trying to say I definitely didn't understand when he was popular when Twilight came out because I did not see him as attractive at all in Twilight mm-hmm. although more recently and I think especially after the Batman <laughs> trailer I'm like oh <laughs> I see you What's funny is, like, everybody always expected me to be a Jacob stan only because um, <laughs> native, right? And I was like, well, first of all, <laughs> way um, to Bella's dad? Question mark. Well, okay. So I've always been a Jasper kind of gal, battle scars, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> but, like, as I grow older into, like, my mid 20s, I'm, you know, blossoming into a, a well established woman. <laughs> I have found a fascination in Charlie, uh, and this came after watching, rewatching the whole Twilight series, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Charlie's looking really good. <laughs> Charlie's got it going on. Charlie's got it going on, and Carlisle. Oh, I've always Ooh, Carlisle. Stop it. Too. Ooh. 
you know, something about um those guys, you know. But I will say it's very weird. It definitely paints Edward as this like very freaky, but like kind of in like a bad way. Yeah. Person. I don't know. <laughs> and see the only the only way that I'm really keeping up with pop culture or American culture or whatever uh, is solely by TikTok and the only <laughs> and like I know that Edward I mean um, Robert Pattinson <laughs> for that exact reason like he hates the fact that he's only known as Ed- Edward Cullen from the whole Twilight franchise and the entire time that he was filming he basically hated playing Edward so it's just so funny how like Stephanie Meyer is like nope we're not done yet I'm gonna release a book but it's all in your perspective so now he's referred to as Edward Cullen again <laughs> right I know he's in another movie, which actually might be good to talk about during spoopy season, but uh, The Lighthouse, which was released in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's like this like drama, psychological horror movie with, oh my gosh, I forgot the other actor's name. But anyway, it's just like these two guys in a lighthouse and it's entirely in black and white because I think the director, which is like Robert Eggers or something like that, mm-hmm. wanted to shoot this movie and make it look as if it was shot in that era yeah uh i believe he's also the director of the witch which was the exact same concept i think all of like the clothes and the accents and everything was based off of that time and so it was the okay. lighthouse uh-huh. very interesting it's fine i'm i'm here for you <laughs> technically charlie is the younger man if we're gonna go into the <laughs> that's true if we're gonna get that into that I have my list of respective older men that I would love to just have a great conversation with. See, so neither of us saw the hype with, uh, oh my gosh, Robert Pattinson. I was about to say Edward Cullen. (laughs) Rob Pats. Rob Pats. Never saw the fascination of him. I mean, for me, especially when he was Edward Cullen. But I've noticed that there's a theme because I also never really saw... Oh my, Adam Driver as attractive when he first took off his helmet in mm-hmm. uh, the first part of the third trilogy. I can't remember the name of it, um, the, the name of that movie for some reason. But, you mm-hmm. know, when he first shows up in Star Wars, because I didn't know who played that character. And then all of a sudden yeah. he takes off his helmet and I'm like, uh oh. oh. <laughs> I, think that's, I think in that moment, everybody in the theater was like, oh. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh. But I was like, uh, who's oh. that? <laughs> Uh, but then, you know, over time, I was like, oh, oh, especially by the third movie. I was like, oh, his I large, <laughs> his large, milky, square body. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see you. I see you. Uh... <laughs> Stop it. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah. And then like from there, you just blossom into all the other uh, films and like TV shows that he's been in, and oh, oh my gosh, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. And like, I don't care what none of y'all say. Adam Driver is the that's a man. <laughs> that's, that's a man. <laughs> On the topic of that, um, I okay. So another unpopular opinion. I love Tom Holland. Don't get me wrong; he's very attractive as well. But like, I don't know. I'm not like as infatuated with him as everybody else is. <laughs> no, and. You know what? That might be us because we do have like an eye for, I guess, like older looking men. For men, yeah. Men, yeah. Like Tom Holland looks like a boy. I think I he's like know, our age, like, right? I think so, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's 24. He's like yeah. older than us, but he just doesn't, he oh. just looks like a boy. I don't want a boy. He's like, he's very attractive, but like, no. Uh, I'll take Adam Driver over him any day. Oh my gosh, right. Anyone in the Civil not Civil War, but in the Avengers movie. Um. Anybody. <laughs> oh my god, Loki especially. Oh, oh Stop it, don't even. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Oh, okay. Getting we're all getting, hot we're and bothered. Um, but this episode is about love, so. Right, we're technically on topic, you know. We're on topic, yeah. We're just like fangirling. We're just going over our respective stands. <laughs> <laughs> so we did actually record this episode before, but with sound issues, it just it didn't turn out good at all, and we... Like, the audio file got corrupted. Like, who is this person? <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Put the helmet back on. Like, I don't want to <laughs> It was all edited. It was all ready to go. But then, for some reason, the clip, the the whole clip was just not working. And then tried to do it on Anchor, and it was just not working. It kept 
moving around our different segments and stuff and just like it was just all a hot mess so yeah we're just like you know let's just redo the whole thing because like it was a good episode but like again like as we mentioned it could have been better and it will definitely be better right again it was like our longest episode too yeah which definitely could have been shortened down and that's what we're doing right now i have my like what is this three four pages of notes yeah, if you follow our Instagram uh, Glass Ceiling podcast, we're going to be changing the name, but uh, the last post that we made on there were the two books that Jasmine read in preparation for this um, episode, uh, It's Not Love. But um, yeah, that's the notes that she was referring to. But um, I actually, yeah, definitely. we did change um, the Instagram. So as of now, it's the dot pineapple cactus hey look at that all right so the glass ceiling is no more she's dead she's out of here <laughs> she did <laughs> she did she did and gone all right so before we move on uh just on the topic of robert pattinson um <laughs> if y'all have been um pretty active on tiktok or just like it, he's kind of jumping around on different uh social platforms but um, you'll see a pretty well-known meme of our pats and <laughs> he that's like my favorite uh picture of him of all time and he's just kind of standing in a kitchen and he has his hair slicked back and he's wearing a tracksuit and jasmine has actually not seen that so i sent it to her and i told her that she needs to change that as my profile picture on her phone for her for my contacts so i'm gonna <laughs> open it right now ah! <laughs> <laughs> what is that? No! oh my god <laughs> literally i just like when i look at that i just think men's not hot <laughs> two plus two is four minus one that's three quick math (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he's wearing like camo like i just love his slick back hair and he's just standing there like eyes looking right into your soul (laughs) his shoulders are all squared his hands are at his side like what what's up Uh, okay on the topic of love anna what's your status L is for the way you look <laughs> at me. Oh, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know the whole song. Um, Yeah, me and love. Love and I. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty much a single Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you on that for me. Yeah. But, like, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I don't have time to be dating right now. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, your last couple months, right? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm being a good school girl, and I'm just trying to seriously just finish my degree and then move on with my life. Because literally all I've known for the crazy amount of years that I've been in school is that, being in school, being a student. So I'm ready to move on with my life. And, of course, I do want to do grad school, but I want to experience something else other than school. So, yeah. And what about you, Jasmine? You said you are also part of the Single Pringle Club. I am. The Single Pringle Mingle. Ooh. Oh, that's it. We're renaming our podcast. <laughs> Men's, Men's not, not hot. hot. Yeah. Yep, I'm there. I'm in that circle, you know? Yeah, we've known the circle for many, many, many years. <laughs> we've been here for quite a long for time. For quite a long time. And, but we, <laughs> have going. we have our reasons. And, like, I don't think that it's anything that, like, we really need to be ashamed of because that just means that, well, it doesn't. I just I think it means that we have higher standards than most. Not True. saying that we're like better than anybody and if you've had relationships like consider yourself lucky cuz like you have that experience whereas like me and Jazz when we go into it we're going to be like completely blind and just hopefully just have our <laughs> fingers crossed that this is the one no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Uh yeah, like I definitely liked people in high school. Definitely. I just was just not, I think, in the mindset or ready to date. Like, I liked the idea of it, but ultimately when it came down to it, it was just... I I just had a lot going on. Yeah. I was in robotics. I was a good girl. I was on the honor roll. On track to become valedictorian. Like, <laughs> I just did not really care. Also, like, small island. Yeah. Like, I grew up on a pretty small island, and everybody knows everybody, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah same not thing. a lot of options also there weren't many of my type around yeah. so yeah yeah and see like kind of the same story for me I mean I went to a really small high school and pretty much everybody that I went to high school with they were considered like family and there's like a running joke at my high school that you don't date anybody from the high school because like we're all considered family at that point point. <laughs> 
I mean, like, and I did have, like, maybe, like, a potential, but, like, uh, he ended up being, one, engaged, and two, a father, so. Uh. <laughs> and um, I, met, I met him through sports, so, yeah, that was just, like, a hard pass. And I think also with us from, like, freshman to sophomore year, like, it would have been nice to date, but I would say that we had a really great time just being single Pringles. Literally, like, we didn't have any, like, drama (laughs) we didn't have drama we didn't have people that we had to worry about and i don't know like i of course like at that time we spent many times in in my car our car (laughs) talking and like over analyzing why we're so single (laughs) oh my gosh exposing everything but um i just think about it now and i'm like yeah i i'm glad that i didn't date in college basically because Right. So like we definitely time. tried. Oh, yeah. uh, we oh, had this yeah. whole plan where we're like, oh, we're no. gonna sit in the common no. area, <laughs> and maybe people will notice us and like will approach us and ask us out. Uh, and that was yeah. We Let's just say it didn't like work a, out. We still, we still had like a very like fantasized vision of what like a relationship was at that point. But I think yeah, like it's funny because like we can look back at that now and just be like, oh my god. <laughs> We were definitely those girls that were like, uh, no, Tinder, not for me. I don't want to be like that. Uh, and my have the turntables. <laughs> and my have the turntables. <laughs> story, yeah. um, just like a side story. So uh, I'm actually banned on both Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like partly my fault, but it's <laughs> it was a collaborative. It was a collaborative. Of, um, of, it was a collaborative event that happened. <laughs> yes, Anna's That's, band. Um it's not for the reasons that y'all think or that y'all might be speculating, but it's really stupid. And if you want to know <laughs> the actual story or the actual reason, you can shoot me a DM, but I'm not gonna put it on this app, on this podcast. <laughs> but take a wild guess. But just take a wild guess. But um like, I I definitely think as humans, we're we're gonna go down that route, okay? We all have that, like, need to be with somebody, and I definitely had that mindset throughout, like, a little bit in high school, but mostly throughout college, mm-hmm. but I am glad that in the beginning years, nothing really came of it, because I didn't really know myself coming out of high school, and I needed those, like, formative years that we had in college to kind of, mm-hmm. like, figure out who the hell I was. Very true. I think Before I, was... I like, fell into a relationship, because I definitely saw people who, like, their relationship kind of defined who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, we were bad bitches. We did stuff on our own. We traveled a lot, mm-hmm. like not out of state or anything. But we drove probably the entirety of Portland <laughs> <laughs> and like most parts of like the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, yeah, we had some really fun years, just like basically hanging out and being friends. Because I think that was my one of my main focuses was just to like form friends and like uh relationships with other people as like friendships i mean and then like when you know love and relationships whatever when that started coming into the effect i don't know it's just like never fell into my favor and it's just like i've i don't want to say it like this but like i've just been so like alone or like by myself for my entire life just like switching the entire thing and being with somebody and like not hanging out with your friends as much was just something that I was not ready for I think I was just kind of enjoying my life being single and just hanging out with y'all all the time you know again like we weren't really tied down to anybody Mm-mm. which was a lot of fun yeah and I mean like especially now like of course like like just kind of relating back to like everybody wants to be have that companion or just have like just be wanted by somebody basically like obviously we still have that everybody has that feeling it's it's human it's natural but I think now it's like I I know I can say like for myself I can acknowledge that I'm fine completely I'm completely fine by myself right now and if that does happen uh if something does happen like if the universe has something in sight for me then sure I'll accept it I claim it <laughs> <laughs> I'll manifest it. But Claim like, it. I'm not going to spend all my time thinking about it. Like I'm literally, like I'm so serious. Like I'm just focused on school and like finding what I'm going to do after I graduate. I can like genuinely say that. And before, when I used to say like I'm independent, I don't need no man, I don't need no partner or nothing. You know, um, I was lying and I was like, no, I want somebody <laughs> in my life right now. <laughs> that was a lie. Um... Um, that was all a lie. So, what are your thoughts on dating? Um, 
Uh, well, obviously, dating is very different now than it has been for like our parents or grandparents or aunties, uncles, other, you know. Uh, no, it's just like, I think right now, just kind of being in a more mature mindset. You know, I it's it's good to just kind of like get to know the pool, you know, just go out, have different dates, just like be safe and everything, you know, and if you find somebody that's cool, but like just really like really don't be in a rush. I definitely feel like like do you like dating or do, would you rather just not? Yeah, because I mean, I, I like to get to know people. I like to think I'm a very like social. Well, I can sometimes I can be a social person and I definitely wish I could have gone on more dates, but I think I'm okay without going on dates. Because, again, like, just right now, I'm, like, so genuine. Like, I don't have time to be going on dates. And especially in today's climate, like, it's not really safe to be going out and doing all that stuff. But um, if I could go on more, I definitely would. What about you? Yeah. I, I, I surprisingly enjoy dating as someone who, like, had severe social anxiety in like high school and like probably the beginning of college too because mm-hmm. i never had much <laughs> that's a i mean i can't really say that like i did have guy friends in high school but they were guys that i saw as brothers mm-hmm. and i think like I, when i got to college i craved more like getting guy friends like that because it was less girl drama and more just like having like a, a bro <laughs> yeah and I think that, like, the differences with, like, having a bro friend and, like, actual, like, a guy that you're dating yeah. is also, like, super different. And I, But I was, in the beginning, I guess I was trying to find, like, that, like, line where it's, like, oh, we're, we're bros, but we're also dating. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, like, surprisingly, uh, it, it sort of went in, like, a different way. Like, I try to be very bro because... I don't like being that, like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm such a girl doing girl things Mm -hmm. and, you know, powdering my nose and whatnot. Like, I, I, because that's just not me as a person. Yeah. I I think both of us come off as more bros. Bro girls. (laughs) Bro girls. Mm -hmm. Than, I don't know, what's the opposite of a bro girl? Like, no, I completely get, I completely understand that. And I completely agree because I know for like the longest time I was always really insecure because I was not one of those, those girls. I was always more of like a tomboy, bra girl, easily get along with like my bro friends or something, you know? So Right. Like we swear we have a potty mouth. We definitely have a different view on life. Like we wear makeup and stuff, but also. Yeah. Like I can, yeah, I can definitely get dolled up, but like, I'm not like girly. I, I, I try to, like, I try to dress up all like in nice girly clothes and everything but i feel like especially now i'm just so not into that style and i never have been and i don't think i ever will be (laughs) so like i guess in the beginning of dating too i try to come off as like what's the word not airheaded (laughs) but just like naive naive yeah that's what i was gonna say i don't know because like we like again like when we're in those stages where we're just talking in the car through the hours of the night <laughs> we'd be like what is it about <laughs> us you know because like obviously we knew we weren't one of those like those girls but we were like more of those girls like bro girls you know and we we're mm-hmm. like maybe we need to change our attitudes or we need to change our behaviors so definitely in that time i know like i know i, I tried to be a little bit more like that instead of that so <laughs> and i right. thought that's, oh. that's when we thought like that's what you know that's what guys wanted and everything and you know we tried to morph ourselves into that basically right i was just the thing i was forgetting was in the beginning of dating i tried to like really impress these guys mm-hmm. and kind of just like be a little like show offy and like oh yeah I do but now i'm just like mm, this is what you get yeah this is kind of what you get. <laughs> double peace sign literally. just like i'm i'm literally go with the flow literally oh my god literally I won't say everything that's on my mind, but you could probably read it on my face. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I know I am great. I know I I am of high value to myself, and I have a killer personality. Like, I know, I, I'll say that, like, confidently. I think I have, I know, I know I have a really good personality, and that will shine. And if you can't see that, then, all right, guy, like, hit the road, I guess. This is what you get. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, like, faking it till you make it just... It what it attracts the wrong people. Yeah, and also, it's almost like catfishing because that's not who you are. Exactly, because like one of these days you're gonna get caught off guard and you're gonna 
show that person who you actually are and if they're really good then they won't care but um you know that could always go end up badly so i don't know yeah just like faking is just not gonna work out in your favor in the future exactly and especially with these apps it's like if your intent is to date or hook up or whatever like i it's better to be forthright with that literally yeah just be so honest with with that right not like so like (laughs) like Hookups only. Like, like hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to date. Like, are you in it or are you not? <laughs> like, there's definitely like a, a better way to go about it, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. you all get what we mean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I read two different books and both of them one more specifically is about love languages, the other sort of it, it mentions it, but it's more like how to date with dominance. Uh the two books are called The Five Love Lo- I can't speak. The Five (laughs) Love Languages Singles Edition by Gary Chapman. Super popular. I think he has like multiples of like the Five Love Languages series. I just have the singles edition because, you know, we single. Um, And then there's The Game of Desire, Five Surprising Secrets to Dating with Dominance and Getting What You Want by Shan Boudram. And she's a sexologist that I have been watching on YouTube for quite some time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, both books are really good and kind of again like they target much of the same thing especially with like love languages and how to use it successfully when dating Mm -hmm. Uh, both are really good whether you're single or not I mean definitely the singles edition is targeted towards singles but again he has other in the series Um, Gary Chapman has a more religious approach to things which I've noticed reading through but it's it's fine it's not like he preaches to you we kind of just like <laughs> mentioned spirituality with it yeah and then um shan Boudram's book is more targeted towards women but i think you know if you're a guy and you want to pick it up and read it why not it won't not help you i think yeah it's just it is she's speaking to women mm-hmm. but I talk mostly about gary chapman's book because again his is specifically with the five love languages what did you think your love language was before we took a quiz on it? Um, but what did you think yours was? So initially, I thought mine was. Let me get information. Same. I think mine was a tie. <laughs> In high school, it would have been words of affirmation, but me as an adult, probably between quality time and physical touch, mm-hmm. like was not apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to it. Um, spit out some facts some statistics from gary chapman's book the first one is that he divides different types of singles into five different groups so the first group is people who are never married which is around 49 million adults including us <laughs> yeah girls um yeah girls divorce and about 10 percent of adults are divorced and i believe this is just america Mm-hmm. Um, although someone would have to fact check me. The third is separated but not divorced. So they're legally married, but they don't live together. The fourth is widowed, um, in which four out of the five, four out of five adults who become widowed are females. Interesting, That's interesting right? Yeah. Fifth and final group is single parents. What, uh, another thing I found interesting about this is that about a century ago, fewer than 1% of adults were single parents. Uh, whereas today, one out of three families are single parents. Kind of see that our generation tends to be the people. I mean, I don't know. I I see both sides because on one side, a lot of people I knew from high school are getting married for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> which is I feel like so early. But on the other, like I think we live in a generation where we're not really following a lot of like old social norms, like exactly. getting married and whatever. Like uh, at least like the people that I the families i watch on youtube a lot of them weren't married when they had kids yeah. they were just together and they recognize that they're like in this companionship or this partnership without like a legal document right and i think a lot of people are just valuing the relationship in general and a marriage license is not going to change that i mean like yeah you can but it's kind of that it's not really valued as much and i know it's getting more socially acceptable well, a little bit it's getting a little more socially acceptable for women to not immediately graduate college get married start a family you know like they're the times mm-hmm. are changing also a lot of women are deciding to just have kids without and vice right, versa because technology and science 
need men. sperm banks. We don't need men. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need them. Men need us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, important thing is that all relationships that you form spring from the relationship you have with your parents. The time of- it's kind of like that whole thing where like women tend to date men that are like their father, mm-hmm. and vice versa. For men, they tend to date tend to date women that are like their mother right. just subconsciously. I think it's Freud who said that. Mm-hmm. Controversial, but yeah, is he wrong? <laughs> it's hilarious. I hate the fact that like. It's just a thing that's in the back of my head now where I'm like, Are, is this person like my father? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I make it a thing where I avoid men who are bald. <laughs> that is just way too much for me. Literally. Uh, we have a friend whose dad has a mustache. She also avoids <laughs> yeah. guys with mustaches. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's too much. I, I can't handle that. I just don't want that in the back of my head. <laughs> Um, so there's two stages of love. One is called obsessive love. The other is covenant love. Uh, obsessive love actually, like the lifespan of it is two years, which I think is like super crazy. Dang. Because um, it's known as the honeymoon period. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like. Puppy dog love. Puppy dog love. No matter what that person or your partner does, like, you're like, oh, whatever. It's fine. They can do like, no harm in your eyes. Exactly. That's just their personality. Like, I can change them. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. Because you love them so much or like, you know, because it's obsessive love. And then stage two is covenant love. So that's when you're coming down from that emotional high. Like, if there's still passion in the relationship. It's just more nurtured than obsessive. Like, nurturing than obsessive. That's like the, the point where like every single thing they do starts to annoy you and you're just like, can you stop? Like, can you stop? <laughs> and I think this could also be applied to just like friendships, friendships or normal yeah. relationships you make. Because like, I think we definitely had that uh as friends because like again the first like two years of our friendship was just us going out <laughs> on adventures and like having that like emotional high and then the last year we're like eh. I kinda need <laughs> we some see space. each other yeah. too much yeah it all happened um you when- moved across the, uh the country so <laughs> it all happened when we all decided to live in the same apartment complex or apartment space as each other and it oh that's another thing and it resulted like- in me leaving the entire state of Oregon <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing i do not understand people who which again like y'all live your lives this is just my opinion but people who live with like a significant other after they're married like they decide just to just like not live with them before i think it's insane that like that's insane. a lot of balls yeah. <laughs> but also a little crazy because even i don't know if it's just girls but I, I definitely think guys have a whole thing too where like you really can't live with your friends yeah and that's definitely like more of the traditional outlook on marriage and relationships like that like generally the girl will not move in with the guy until you know they get married or vice versa basically and yeah i mean i i could never i could never imagine that for myself can't relate yeah <laughs> like, like everyone has their own timeline of when they should move in but definitely before you start probably having kids or signing marriage documents you should at least try to live with each other yeah and- know someone until you live with them literally and that goes again with friendships and other relationships as well you really will not Mm -hmm. know so just take that with a grain of salt (laughs) exactly or take the whole damn container if you will (laughs) (laughs) let's get into the love languages all right the first one is words of affirmation because you know words undoubtedly hold a lot of influential power Mm -hmm. and again like a lot of your relationships stem from how your parents like treated you and loved you as a kid so with these love languages it definitely comes from how your parents treated you so if you had a lot of like negative negative words growing up this probably is not your (laughs) love language um but if your parents like you know always gave you words of affirmation i think you definitely tend to crave that from people as you grow up Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on words of affirmation? Yeah, I definitely like words of affirmation. And see, that's the reason why I thought that was one of my top uh, love languages. But it's after taking the exam or the exam, <laughs> the quiz <laughs> is actually pretty low on my end. And I thought that was kind of crazy because, yeah, I mean, I definitely see that from my parents, my mom, more than anything, that um, we were always more verbal with our 
love and um just care for each other and then and then like uh, just kind of like culturally culturally speaking in like uh my culture words hold a lot of power as well so you really have to be careful of what you say because you can't take words back basically so yeah mm-hmm. i definitely resonate with that one but i was surprised that wasn't high up on my list I thought this would be my second or third it ended up being my last <laughs> uh which after a lot of thinking i find that that's very true mm-hmm. not that i grew up in an environment where my parents were always saying like you know negative things to me but i as an american had a lot of <laughs> Ooh, are we gonna get into this um like my grandparents had a lot of like aspirations for me mm-hmm. Like, one of them, obviously, is to become a doctor. Uh, that is completely not true. <laughs> or it, You know, I did not want to become a doctor. I thought I did until I realized that that wasn't me. That was my grandparents whispering into my ear and willing it to happen. Right. Like, anything I did that wasn't, you know, on that track of being a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or anything, you know, as successful as those careers, <laughs> I heard the uh, brunt of it. Yeah. <laughs> Asian grandparents, Asian parents are very harsh with their words. Mm-hmm. Harsh. I th- they definitely mean it out of love, but mm-hmm. it does not sound like it. Yeah, I think you can see that in most like um, diverse families. Like um, I know it's like minorities. Yeah, it's really. Uh, I know. I know. If, like just from hearing, like it's kind of it's prevalent in like the Latino culture as well. And like for for like the native aspect, um, some families are like that. But I know. Uh, elders tend to be more compassionate and like they're more of the if your mom says no you always go ask grandma type of thing <laughs> like Aww, they'll always yeah. be on your side basically i can definitely see why words reformations at the very bottom of my list <laughs> yeah Again, i love my grandparents it's just you know asian culture is harsh mm-hmm. it's a very doggy dog world <laughs> the next love language is gift giving which and we'll talk about it later <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you know, gift giving, pretty much like giving gifts to people, um, but not like, oh, here's just like some old like keychain I found at the airport, you know, or actually, sorry, not the opposite of that. Like, not just like, oh, here's a diamond ring or here's like a gold necklace or big extravagant things like that. It definitely comes down to like the meaning of the gift. So... I'll go back to the whole like keychain thing. Like a person can see, like for example, like a keychain at the airport, and let's say it's a pineapple. And you know what? Like they know you love pineapple so much; it's like your brand, mm-hmm. and so they give that to you because they thought of you while they got that. Like that, I'd say is probably like a a good, you know, a, the best example I could come up with. Anyway, on yeah, the, and like, it's, it just shows that like you're on their mind, or they that immediately thought of you when they saw that one thing and like it doesn't have to be like a a monetary exchange as well it could just be like i don't know like a flower or something that you see on the sidewalk and you'd be like oh my god like that color she likes that color then like give it to you or something you know just like something real simple like i just think that's so cute i yeah gift giving is interesting because i don't know many people that like receiving gifts Mm -hmm. me i love giving gifts a lot you would know somebody, but I never get gifts, so um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Blackmail does not count as gift giving. I have that in my notes, which is funny. <laughs> You're like, I have that highlighted. <laughs> so saying things like, "Oh, I'll get you a dog if you give me blank." So yeah, that kind of that kind of just like cancels everything out. Exactly. Exactly. Like you have to truly express like love through that gift. For it to be mm-hmm. a love language, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> Mom, Dad, stop! Off air. We'll talk about off air. And this will be the last podcast. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, so, gift giving is actually one of the fundamental universal languages of love. I think throughout culture. Uh, oh my god, it is. Yeah, throughout cultures, like. It's never a bad thing to give a gift, I don't think. It yeah, definitely like, you know, comes with that whole mindset of, like, I thought of you when I yeah, saw that. That's so cool. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's actually interesting. Right? But it's funny because not a lot of people like receiving gifts, especially if it's something outrageously priced. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So the best way to, like, give gifts is to know your person and their interests. Like, are they collectors? Like, do they like mm-hmm. collecting coins? Like, because that's something you could definitely give them. Or do they have a hobby that you can contribute 
Ooh, do they have a hobby you can contribute? Contribute. I want to say contribute. <laughs> ah, cut that out. <laughs> or even saying stuff like, if you love me, you'll blank. Like, you'll give me this or you'll do this for me. Just that does not count as a love language at all. It's, I, to me, it's pretty shitty because mm-hmm. it's almost blackmail. Like, why are strings attached? Oh my gosh, I cannot like, say that. Do one. they have a hibbit that can contribute? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> part <two> act. <laughs> I've never been to Uva Java. Never been to Uva Java. Do they have a hobby you can contribute to? Like, for example, I have been all into sewing and embroidery and mask making and blanket making and whatnot. So, <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Error XCX. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Error 404. <laughs> it's okay. I have a roll of thimbles on your way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, thimbles. <laughs> um, yeah, people usually speak about their interests. I don't, I mean, yeah, gift giving is definitely difficult, especially we just don't know what to get that person or what they like truly want, but mm-hmm. have fun with it. If that person's love language is gift giving, I think it's pretty easy. Well, I don't know how I can give you hype, but I'll find a way. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're thinking of me. Harping broke so many times. <laughs> Third love language is acts of service, which, you know, again, all in the name. Because we generally do things for ourselves. Servicing others is kind of funny in our current day and age because we generally do things for ourselves to get stuff done. So, like, the movements that are going on right now and... Our generation just has this whole, like, I'm going to get shit done myself mentality because no one else is doing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a form of service. Like, getting someone lunch, I feel like, is an act of service. Or, like, if you know your significant other likes a clean house, cleaning, you know, their room or the house or the living room or whatnot while they're gone and when they least expect it is really nice. I feel like household chores you have to be careful with because you shouldn't do it just because like, oh, she would like it if I would did this. You should do it because you should do it, basically. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> right. For example, they're having a hard, like they've been having a hard week at work and they're just so stressed out. But what will make their day ultimately better is if you picked up things around the house and made sure that yeah. they when they get back, it's neat and tidy like how they like it. So it's just one like one less thing for them to worry about. I feel like another one, just like, just like little necessities or just like little things again, just, um, I don't know, like if somebody's car needs to get oil changed or service or something, you're like, okay, I can take it over there. And see, and this is funny because like my dad, I feel like this is like his love language almost because, um, or this is the one that he identifies with because like he always does like so much for my mom and (laughs) we have like a running joke that she just does not lift her finger at all around the house. (laughs) Like he cooks, he does the cleaning, he washes the cars, he does the house or he does like the outside yard work, he'll feed the animals, like he'll do everything and like my mom won't have to move an inch. Uh-huh. but like it's so cute and then i don't know it's just like but like we also mentioned like the lot the first time we recorded this is that like one like all of these could fit into each other it's just like um one of them are or like they're all just kind of like sectioned off into different areas but they can all like incorporate with each other right acts of, acts of service and gift giving i think go hand in hand that's what i was thinking yeah because you have to be thinking gifts don't have to be like tangible they can be like like an act of service well literally an act of service (laughs) true absolutely i think it's so it's super cute but like that's also not one of my top ones as well the next one quality time which means my favorite togetherness not proximity i'm gonna get that tattooed (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah so you don't have to be in the same room or be near each other to have quality time Mm -hmm. phone calls video chats whatever podcasts yes, yes. um just kidding. <laughs> yeah this is uh this was actually my top uh love language and i completely identify and agree with it uh i feel like i'm a very needy person but a uh, needy person in that i always want to spend time with you even if it's just like sitting around like on the couch or just right. not doing anything watching a movie or just chilling with each other taking a nap or something like i just always want to be in your presence because 
I never noticed, um, but like I do actually like to be surrounded around people that I like, not just like anybody and everybody. Um, I tend to keep my social circles pretty small. Because we remember those moments. I think that definitely strengthened our friendship too. Mm -hmm. And then just like also knowing like your boundaries as well. And then like when you need to like have your own space basically. Mm -hmm. And remember quality time. The word quality is in it. So just quality. Oh my God. Yeah. So like no proximity. So hanging around each other and being on your phones the entire time does not count as quality time. Mm hmm. And okay, so on the first podcast, we I asked the question, uh, what are your top three pet peeves? And I had them lined out and I completely went off on tangents, but I forgot to say like my number one pet peeve is, I can't believe I forgot it, but it was definitely, it is definitely when somebody is on the phone all the time, when you're obviously hanging out with each other, that I cannot stand it when people are like that because like, they're like, or you'll be like, we never hang out with each other. And they're like, I was there with you yesterday. And you're like, well, you weren't there with me. You were on your phone the entire time. And like, <laughs> I will not hesitate to call somebody out for that. Because like, it is so annoying and disrespectful in my light. And I just, oh, I don't know. I, I can go off on a tangent on that. But yeah, literally, hence on the quality time. You're either here in the present or you're not even here at all, basically. I also think, I don't know if this is a thing. But I'm wondering if with love languages... Probably like quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So having too much quality time will probably break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, friendship, relationship, whatever. Same thing with access service. Like just doing too much mm-hmm. of something for someone, or giving them way too many gifts, or just constantly giving words affirmation to the point where it no longer means anything because you say it so often. Yeah, that is so true. Because, again, if you hang out with each other too much, look at us. <laughs> We're, like, states apart. <laughs> uh, and the last one is physical touch. Mm, yay. Something we've all, like, we've all craved since we were babies. Yeah. But no one, you know, no one ever stops to think that maybe, like, throughout our entire lives, we, like, we constantly have that crave to be touched all the time like non-sexually just like little like shoulder taps like mm-hmm. hey i appreciate you i don't know <laughs> hey <laughs> but i appreciate you <laughs> right even like hugging or hand holding mm-hmm. stuff like that i thought this would be one of my top ones but i think it's my second or third this is actually along with- i remember this purely and i this is like my last love language my least love language is <gasps> that's right yeah that's why i'm like <laughs> all un- totally i'm sense. uncomfortable right now i'm just kidding <laughs> just the thought of being physical um no but yeah for some reason like i just don't like to be physically touched or just touched in general like i mean sure like i'll give you like a little a little high five or like i'll hug you or something but like all the time I- i'm just like i'm i just don't like people touching me but if it's like my family sure i'll give them hugs like i know like when i'm home i'm like clinging to my mom all the time like I'll just be like cuddling with her and she's like get off me and I'm like no I never see you but like other than that like I I, I feel like it's situational basically so like I don't absolutely despise physical touch but just like by random people I can't like no when we have like a group of friends yeah I think more than half of us mm-hmm. hated physical touch which is why neither one of us ever hugged each other yeah. for like <laughs> three years literally and even, like, when we were going our separate ways at the airport, like, when I was actually moving back home and everything, like, yeah, we gave each other, like, a little hug, but we're just like, all right, we'll see you. And, like, we just gave each other, like, a pat on the back. And then we <laughs> <Okay. left. laughs> Bye. I mean, like, there's, like, a running, I, I don't remember where I saw it, but that's, like, a running joke that, like, you know, best friends, like, yeah, you're your best friends and everything, but, like, you don't have all the pictures with each other. You don't, you know, always hug each other, constantly, like, drape on each other all the time. Like, I don't know, I feel like that goes in with, like, quality time. You value your time with each other and like making memories rather than like always texting or always calling each other or always hugging um just like you know a bunch of stuff like that so like everybody shows their display of affection like differently and we're just not physical at all so did you already reveal what your love language was your primary yeah my primary love language was quality time uh if you couldn't guess mine is gifts which is kind of surprising actually Mm -hmm. Because again, I thought mine would be words of affirmation or quality time right. would be my number one. See, but words of affirmation is my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine, I think, went gift giving, quality time, and then physical touch. Yeah. 
and then acts of service and words of affirmation are at the bottom. Oop. <laughs> oop. And I oop. And I oop. The link to my Amazon wish list is below. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, gift giving. I I really like giving gifts because I don't know when, but I when I was young realized like the happiness I saw with like people that I would give gifts mm-hmm. to, and I like never realized they had a gift. Um, loved it a lot, especially in like elementary school when it's Valentine's Day, and you know everyone has like the little shoe box that yeah. they decorate. <laughs> Those little like. Well, normally people buy the ready-made packaged candy that you just write people's names on and you dump them in the box. But my mom and I sometimes like to make like little goodie bags that were filled with like, like it's more handmade, I guess. Yeah. Like I liked receiving like the little gifts and notes from people, but I also really like the process of making the gifts and then for each individual classmate and then putting it in their box. Yeah. There's a person I had a crush on in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh, am I going to expose myself? <laughs> Uh, we were really good friends, and I wanted to give them something as, like, a little gift because um, I liked them, but I also really valued our friendship, yeah. and I got them a little keychain of, like, an anatomical heart because they had told me that they wanted to be a heart surgeon mm-hmm. when they grew up. Um, oh, yeah, I remember you telling me that, a- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember giving it, to- giving it to him and just, like, you know, I think he liked it, but, yeah. I guess it's my example of how I like give. Mm-hmm. give. I try to listen to that person and see what they Their like and, and kind of surprise yeah. them. Yeah, that's so cute. It didn't work <laughs> out. Like we're so friends, I think. But <laughs> if you couldn't tell, it didn't work out. But like, um, <laughs> uh, but we were we were good friends. That's good. So I think that's so cute. Even if it was a romantic thing, it's just hey, like I appreciate you and your existence. Yeah. So I thought of you like this gift. <laughs> Uh, Valentine's Day. That's a whole different episode that we could talk about that. Just kidding. Uh, gosh. There's this whole thing. I, we've definitely talked about this before, but I think it's called Holiday yeah, Virgin or something that, like yeah. that. A Holiday Virgin is someone who has not experienced any of like the key holidays with a significant other or a person that they're in a relationship and you're with constantly attending family dinners dating. and everybody's always asking you like when are you gonna get a boyfriend or something and then you're like <laughs> <laughs> this isn't count for valentine's day but i guess prom oh. is another <laughs> like holiday. i would consider that <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know everyone has like the signs that are oh will you go to a prom with me or that the cheesy quotes right. and whatnot I was always... or like they have like the people that like come with like the guitars with like the flash Literally, mob i was always the person that helped people plan their promposals oh prime example is valentine's day you know you get like a valentine can't relate yeah no i literally don't have an input because i cannot relate i'm just kidding like yeah we've never experienced you know somebody buying um i don't know flowers for you or um i know like my college they did for valentine's they did like um song song songgrams or something like that where a group of five acapella singers they would go into a different classroom well like you would buy like a songgram and then you would choose a song then they would go into that person's class and then they would sing like that song and it's kind of awkward but like i thought it was really cute i guess another example the the like holiday virgin thing is thanksgiving and christmas like going to each other oh my gosh anyways Uh, we're just holiday versions in all those aspects (laughs) but am i a little better yes but it's like it's whatever yeah it doesn't bother me less now yes but in the past i was very salty about it but it's okay you know what um (laughs) my family my family they're very um outspoken and they don't have filters so maybe it's for the best that i don't bring anybody home (laughs) where like when i always like whenever like i had pimples or whatever they're like okay who is he like who's your boyfriend or you know or like when i was not hungry and then like i would they would be eating and then they'd be like you're not gonna eat and i'm like no i'm not hungry and then they're like okay who is he and i'm like nobody like <laughs> they would always make like little jokes like that right but then i'm just like guys i am like there's nobody in my life right now <laughs> like seriously stop reminding me i think those are like the main ones new, new year's, year's? Kiss, oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> i don't particularly like um valentine's day as it is but like it's just completely if we're gonna get political about it um it's just a complete market stunt by the american economy um or just government by general 
all right well i guess we're just gonna go ahead and end with that <laughs> um um yes because now it's back to the long episode <laughs> yeah this will probably be a long episode but honestly i think we had a little bit more fun in this one than the first time that we recorded it but yeah i hope you guys i hope you all enjoyed <laughs> and again if you have any more comments or suggestions of uh ideas for spooky season or just anything in general definitely give us shoot us an email and then again we have our youtube channel uh pineapple cactus uh we have a few vlogs up there go check us out over there we also have our newly named instagram page the what is yeah the the pot oh my god the pineapple cactus um that's us on instagram yeah the period of pineapple cactus um if you it's a glass ceiling account so if you're already following us it's just a name change but if you're new go ahead and yeah. follow and again uh just keep an eye out we're gonna be doing a q a episode pretty soon but I'm, I'm really excited to do that actually hopefully if you have anything that you want to pick our brains about definitely shoot us a dm or we'll somehow do a anonymous input box or something <laughs> but um Mm-hmm. also like just a i don't know who you like talked about this but like as a discretion like please don't take anything we say yes. too seriously most of the time we are so sarcastic no one can tell yeah, sometimes like <laughs> again especially since we're not together anymore like when we were together well i mean like when we were like in the same space as each other everybody always thought we were lesbians let's be honest but <laughs> every time we were together oh my god um, we would always like go off of each other or like when we would pick up certain like little things and conversation or whatever we would look at each other and give us or give each other looks or whatever but like we noticed that like being apart we do the same thing but like people don't exactly catch on to those and we're just like oh never mind <laughs> but yes i agree with you valentine's day is a scam because it's just a marketing ploy for people to buy flowers and with that said i like roses by the way if anyone's listening for chocolates <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> Mm-hmm. so yeah Yeet. on that note please take care of yourselves um if you didn't get a chance today drink some water wear your mask right wash your damn hands sanitize 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 get tested, get tested. in both ways std and <laughs> and covid <laughs> and yeah um we'll catch you guys in the next episode have a great week day night morning whatever bye uh, also, like the whole love languages thing, if you want to know more, just Google it. It's everywhere. Or go buy the book mm-hmm, that I mentioned earlier. Nice.